0: My team alone in last year was cold calling ninety thousand numbers a month, hundred and eighty thousand dials. Shout out to Zenkall for scamming us on those VOPs, <laughs> 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 on, on those DIDs that suck. But yeah, we were like going crazy, just cold calling, cold oh, yeah. calling, cold calling, and like we would have months where we would make like twenty k mm-hmm. as a collective. And I'm telling you, like, these guys are working with me for free, like commission only. You know? Yeah, but they're they're just so like. The, the vibe and the energy and everything that the, the leadership, I think, like that they always tell me, like, I bring this, like, man, I, I wouldn't trade that for anything. That's more valuable than having the perfect system, having the perfect look. Because, like, if you just do the actions, you're going to
1: You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another
2: episode of the Azria Show. I am Marcus Maloney, your host, and we have our co-host and executive director, Mike Delpreet, here with us. How you doing, Mike? Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening yes, to all our true. listeners, even the weekends. Today, we're going to be chit-chatting with a newer wholesaler here in the Valley. It's good to get the experienced wholesalers, and it's good to get the experienced fix, fix and flippers. But right now, we want to talk to our newbies that are kind of getting started. So we have Edwin Margo here that's from the Valley, and he's been a wholesaler for three years. So we're going to be talking to Edwin about how he got started what he's doing, some of the struggles he had, some of the things that he had to overcome, and then what he's looking to do in the future. So, Edwin, man,
0: how are you? Man. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited. I mean – I always tell people, I was like, I can't wait to go on my first podcast. So, you guys are definitely taking my virginity oh. on my oh, first podcast. This your first one. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, I'm excited. Thank you, guys. If we had those uh, buttons, pew, pew. Right, right. <laughs> we can put a little <laughs> alarm on there, like hot 97.5. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, yeah, man. i am been... In the Valley, just wholesaling for the last three years full-time, just kind of low-key. I mean, the Instagram says it, right? The secret wholesaler. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, at one point, the, the way I came up with that name was nobody really wants to tell their family members or friends, like, hey, I'm going to be a wholesaler. Yeah. I'm about to leave my job and just become a wholesaler and flip houses without using my own money and they, mm-hmm. They're gonna look at you like you're crazy, right? Like that's, how 100%. That's, like that's how everybody goes through. Like I learned about wholesaling back in twenty seventeen when bandit signs were still relevant and mm-hmm. like you could still like set it up and get a deal, right? And yep. so I remember being nineteen years old, just like giving you my whole life story in a sum if we have time, right? Sure. Like yeah, yeah. You got time. yeah. So 17, like I remember putting out bandage things at one in the morning, three, like pretty much waking up at 5 a.m. before like the government takes them down. Right. That's where I was basically introduced to it by an assistant sales manager in my company that I was working with at 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And it was for Metro PCS. So like I come from like North Phoenix, like kid, like not, not rich, like not poor either. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that I was like in mm-hmm. the West Valley in the trailer park because that wasn't me. Yeah. But I just know that like the rat race i had seen my parents go through for their whole life was like not what i wanted and then they became entrepreneurs after the recession and we lost our house we lost the beamer we lost everything Mm -hmm. and for me that was like life-changing because we had to move to the east coast and then move back right more jobs out there whatever the case may be and coming from a hispanic background i was like that like how come like they had to be forced out of their nine to five to become entrepreneurs and we reset from zero right like we were living with family like in an apartment and then basically work back our way back up into what we had, like a house, the nice car and stuff nice. like that. And so, but they were forced into it to be entrepreneurs, but my grandparents were entrepreneurs too. And so I was like, why, why don't, like, why don't they push that life on me? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think like once I started making those high school realizations, when you're like a teenager, you're like 17, 18 and you're like, man, like, what am I? Cause everybody's asking you like, yeah, what are you going to do? Like right. what college mm-hmm. are you going to go to? Like this, this and that. And I know like, for my experience, we weren't the richest, or you could say. So I was like, dude, that sounds expensive. What? And like, there's no guarantee after four years to like get a the college degree job that I want, especially like now in this day and age where like technology is moving in super quick, right? Like we're talking about 2017 is when I learned about wholesaling, but like I was already trying to do everything in, in, that I can find my hands on, like mm-hmm. MLM, like I, I was doing, selling juices under like one leg under Cody Barton like oh, nice. all the way back through that yeah like a, like Austin where we were all doing like Vima and stuff like mm-hmm. that and still trying to get that Beamer and that Mercedes oh, like if man. you remember that company that like, got taken down by the FTC oh, <laughs> like it <man>. was crazy. <laughs> That's um, crazy because it turned out to be like a really big pyramid scheme you know even though there was a tangible product in line they were able to unfreeze it from the FTC but the thing that created that atmosphere was like you had all these like high school kids and like college st- students driving around mm-hmm. like BMWs and s- telling like people to like screw school, Yeah. reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I was approached by a friend that introduced me to Rich Dad Poor Dad. And once I read it, like my whole mind like rewired, yeah, you know, does, in high man. school. And I was like, I know that I wanna be an investor when it, like a business owner, like a self-employed, like my parents, like but an investor, like it takes a lot to get there, right? Like the four quadrants. I think mm-hmm. that book for me made me realize like, this is not what I want to do. And just being evolved, uh, around those mindsets was cool because I was definitely learning in a different spectrum than the regular, you know, nine to five, apply to college. Like, here we are in high school. Like, it's time to get serious about life. Like, let's get a job and this, this, and that. And I just turned, it helped me turn off all the noise. And I started focusing on people. Like, I was telling you guys before the podcast, like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. At like, when you're so young and that's all you're listening to, It's a good thing, and it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how I see it now, that I'm older. I'm 24 years old now, and I've been in business, multiple businesses. Like, I've tried to hustle. Let's go there. Yeah.
1: So so you said a couple cool things throughout your story, so I'll try to remember. But for Mm -hmm. right there, so listening to these inspirational people is a good thing and a bad
0: thing. Yeah. How so? Yeah, and I'll tie it into my whole story too. So you guys already got We'll just sit back here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, right, you're, good. Right, no you're good. What I'm getting with that is like, I was like literally getting into fights with teachers. Like, oh, like they'd be like, what are you going to do after high school? Why are you not applying? And I'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to be my own business owner. Like, I'm going to figure it out with like, you know, this, this, uh, this industry I'm in, like MLM at that time, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to figure it out like how to grow this and that. And they'd be like, well, most businesses like fail in five years. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to do that. And like, I, and like I, would, I would just be singled out in front of like 40 students in a yeah. classroom and I'm like, well, how do you know that you're still here? Like, I, that's literally why I would t- talk back to them. I'm like, give me, like, have you tried it? Like, let me know, because like, I want to know like not to do that. And they wouldn't be able to give me an answer because they've been in the rat race for a long time, right? Yeah. So I was like, man, like, I, I, like that confrontation was like, basically for me, the influence of like, I shouldn't have been doing that because of the influence that I was listening to it should have been more like tunnel vision right like not listen to the, then turn down the noise right and that time too like social media was getting crazy right so like the whole like let me Porsche let me let me let me let me be 20 years old and post a, like a Ferrari that i'm driving mm-hmm. like because this is what i do forex trading was barely like being glamorized too did you do that as well no no i okay, did but like what i'm trying to get is the concept of entrepreneurship and hustling was being glam- barely starting to get, get glamorized and it was like an uptrend right Got it. now we know like we know better to look at a guy with the front of a ferrari and basically think he's successful because yeah. we know it could be like a rental true, right true and so i just didn't know then and that's why i say like it's a bad and good thing because it allowed me to go ahead and expand my mindset into the person that i am now and get into business and not give up on my dreams and have the time freedom to do whatever i want now right and it's not like i have multiple millions because i'm learning, but. Mm-hmm. I have been able to, like, not work a job for three years now. That's great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have been able to go ahead and take my family on trips and, like, live in a really nice, like, luxurious, you know, condo, mm-hmm. right? At the end of the day, it's giving me everything that I wanted in life. You know, I have a four-year-old son that's about to enroll into kindergarten, and like, he just got approved for Scottsdale Unified School District. I always wanted my son to go to Scottsdale Unified School yep. District because it's the best district in the, in Arizona, and it's one of them. Well, Madison's up there. I the know, area. I know, right? I was like, I'm not gonna downplay the other districts, but because there's like Chandler and Gilbert coming I, up like crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. But, um, 17 years old, I was working in MetroPCS and okay. got it, and and then um basically was working there for a year too. Then, 19 years old got introduced into wholesaling. And I just knew I was wanted to get into real estate because I was actually trying to get my license. I okay. was trying to get my license. And funny story, my partner and I actually came to an Arizona meeting. Oh, nice. Yeah, so okay. we actually came to Arizona meeting. That's why I was been a supporter of it because I was able to meet face to face with like the first couple of buyers in my life. Like, what, you're an investor looking for a 5% return on rental? Like, that's crazy. Like, how do you have 300K cash to buy that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just. And yeah. it started opening my eyes in, in the real estate world. And I was just coming here to like network and generate buyers. But at that time, like me and him did had nothing to do, like we didn't know what to do. I was like 19 and he was like 20 something and we were putting band-aid signs out. And basically that year, towards the end of the year in December 2019, I got my girl pregnant at yeah. 19 years old. So mm. I was like, man, dude. It's real now. It's real now, right? <laughs> I got kicked out of my house with $500 in my pocket. I was like, I need to go do something that's safe mm-hmm. and makes more money than Metro PCS. Got it. Okay. So, Because I was like, I mean, 19 years old, you're making like 30 grand every year. At, ni- at like 19 years old, you think you're a baller, right? You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But then you, life hits you with something like that. You're like, oh, I got to make more money now. I got to take care of this family. And so basically I stepped out of the business and I just followed up with my friend. Six months later, he closed his first $20,000 deal. Got it. And he's like, don't worry, man. He's like, I'll always be around if you want to join the business again. He's like, I'm just going to keep going with it because now I know what to do. You know, he got some more experience and we ended up we, at that time, 20, 20, I think it was 2017, we bought the Cody Sperber $500 course too. Like that's what Love we were it. learning off of. There Love was great. no material like there was like there is now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just knew that I wanted to stick with it and I went into sales, sales though. I was like, I need if I'm going to be good at a business, I need to know how to sell. Mm-hmm. So, I went to go sell cars at Venture Late for 2019, 2017. What, what uh, made you think that though? 2018. So, Sorry. you know, you're young. Like, how, yeah. did you, how did you know? Why did you know sales was important? Because all the books and everything I was reading mm-hmm. were telling me, you know what Got I mean? Okay. Like, Grant Cardone, right? Car salesman, mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk, wine, wine salesman, right? Mm-hmm. B2B. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I was just seeing a pattern among most millionaires and most billionaires, right? Like, I was like, they were all in one sales position at one time Correcting where they gained all that, like that thick skin, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I told, I told my wife who's my wife now, my girlfriend back then I was like, Hey, I need to, I need to go work for this car dealership. My buddy just got promoted. Like he's going to put me on his team. He said he like cleared six figures. Like I've never cleared six figures. Like, let me do it. And yeah, 2018 mm-hmm. was just like 60 hour weeks at the car dealership. Well, huh? And, but I mean, keep in mind, a month later after I got kicked out, I went to live with my girl's parents. A month later, I had enough money to put a down payment on my first apartment. And that's wow. the power of sales. So that's good. You know
1: what I mean? There's more there though, right? Yeah. Yes, it's sales, but yeah. what traits within you
0: brought that out? So, the way I was telling you guys that my parents were entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. we used to sell at parking Swap. like. Electronics, go to garage sales, grab okay. them. Like, the modern side hustle of today, like, go garage selling. Yeah, 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 like yeah. We were doing that, but with parking swap stuff. Yeah. So, like, we would buy stuff every Saturday and Sunday from, like, rich neighborhoods, like, you know what I mean? 64th Street all the way to, like, 120th Street and Bell Road, Greenway, like, mm-hmm. North Scottsdale, like, where they're li- literally selling, like, Trek bikes for $50 when it's worth $400 retail, and you can just flip it to somebody that likes mm-hmm. it for 150 Love it. And so my dad taught me how to be a little mini salesman every mm-hmm. weekend by going with him and pretty much feeding the family with him every weekend at like from my high school years. Because he mm-hmm. had like a major back surgery. I essentially had to help him just with like the heavy lifting too. And he and I was just more like the heavy lifter, but I was seeing him still sell without having to actually like stand up and move around mm-hmm. at our little spot at the parking swap. And that was cool because like I just knew that I had something in there, like I just had to like grow it. And I think that's where like, you know, the, the sales side came awesome, of man. it. And when you actually get into, and my dad was like a small business owner, self-employed, right? Like that's just like a, a, a real quick transaction. But from once you actually step into a corporation like Venture of Lay where I used to work at and they have the systems and the structure and the, and the sales process, like even if you have a little bit of sales in you, like you're gonna excel if you do it properly. Yeah. you well, know.
2: And there's a few, like Mike was saying, there's a few traits that you have to have in order to be a successful salesperson. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have, like you said, that thick skin, Mm -hmm. that tenacity, that perseverance, because most people that try and go into sales, they fail. Because they can't handle that rejection, they right. can't handle that person yep. saying no. But for you, it, it was something different because you seen your dad do it, you seen yep. your mom do it, you seen yeah. the hustle. And I really don't even like to to use the word hustle because it's more than just a hustle. But you seen the the need, yeah, yeah and the skill, skill, you know, to to feed the family. That's yep. basically what it was. Yep. So and you just transition that into selling cars and then into selling real estate. So tell mm-hmm. us how did you get that first deal? Yeah. Your first wholesale deal.
0: Yeah, so all of 2018 I ended up working at the dealership, cleared my first six figures, super blessed, and I was able to provide for my family, make my wife not work and, you know, take care of the little one that we had. And I was getting tired of it, like sixty hours a week, and I was like, "Man, like this is not what I want, initially wanted." Since my vision of high school, like I am making good money, and like you get caught up in making good money. Good money makes bigger lifestyle, right? Yep, More expensive yep. lifestyle, mm-hmm. and I was seeing a lot of guys like buy the newest chevrolet truck and like you know do that and just get stuck stuck even increasing more stuck those in, in, increasing those liabilities increasing yeah. those liabilities in their right ra- rat race and i was like that's why they can't leave because they just have so much yeah. to take care of like they make 10 grand a month and net eight after taxes and they still have to pay six grand a month in bills like i was like i try to keep as my expenses as low as possible and i think that was what what was able to help me hack myself into going full-time and back into the industry august 2019 I get a call from my buddy the same one we just kept it mm-hmm. in touch I was still coming down to like his office downtown and like at that time it was like Carlos Reyes or was like in the in the other building, the rental one, mm-hmm. uh, Copper Point, and like the Roy's that just got in the RA, Alex Saints, all those guys were coming up. And like, I was going to my buddy's offices, which was, I don't know if you know Alex you, And I don't know. no, they're oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes, they're more low course. key. So he had basically- Mr. Linder. Yeah, Mr. Linder. Yeah, he had basically like partnered up with him and his cousins and they were running two operations in one office and they were looking for an acquisition manager. And they were like, well, I got this guy, like he's killing it in the car sales game. Like, let's bring him on board and I, it was two different companies trying to use one acquisition manager but it wasn't structured properly so like we knew right off the bat it wasn't gonna work but yeah they brought me on board and i left the car dealership just out of the blue i literally walked up to my gm and i was like hey thank you so much for having me i'm out and he's like what do you mean it's like 12 p.m like on a saturday like the busiest time for a car right, dealership right yeah. and i'm like it's okay man like I'm i'm good like this is not what i wanted ever, like forever but thank you so much like you taught me a lot he was like one of the youngest general managers, like, in the Valley, you can still look him up, Matt mm-hmm. Killer. Just super, like, killer that I was influenced by, too.
2: But let's not gloss over that because yeah. you're a young guy. You're making six figures. Yeah. Not everybody at that age is making six figures. Mm-hmm. You know, you just walk in and you say, I'm done. I'm doing something different because you knew exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah.
0: I was... I was super nervous. Like it's, I think like when you leave that security, I get what people say. Like, oh man, like I gotta do it with my nine to five. I I get it. Like for me, I think I just had an opportunity that I knew if I passed on it, I would never get it back or regret it five mm-hmm. or ten years later. Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. And for me to realize that, like it took a lot because I knew I had like the baby I had to feed at home, the wife I had to feed at home, and the car payments I still had to pay and everything like that. So I did ask for a little cushion. I negotiated my well into okay, that position. Okay. I was like, hey, if you guys want me, like, I'm going to have to need, like, a little bit of money up front. Yeah. And they paid it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, if I didn't ask, I wouldn't have known, right? True. And we were into that, I think, like, maybe, like, a little bit less than a year. I ended up parting ways with their cousins because, like, they ended up. They're more low key. His Alex Discarino's mm-hmm. cousins are more low key. Shout out to Vic and Miguel. They're like my mentors. I call them all the time. They're builders. Like they build in Arcadia. You know, one project, that, like two projects, like could make 200k, right? But those nice. are lengthy projects. And they were just like, look, like the wholesaling game is good, but they had just spent so much money trying to scale it, and like there wasn't a actual blueprint they had that they. It was like in the red, you know. So I was just helping them keep it in the green, and they were like, look, like. It's just better if you just go do it on yourself because like you're gonna make more money by yourself than like us holding you back and we really want to focus more on the building and the you know nice then mm-hmm. i was like dude 100 percent like do yeah. it i'm gonna i'm gonna just work from home and i still kept affiliated with them so i was able to like keep a little corner right there in their office mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool just to be able to be around the same people that i was already working with but now just on my own Got and it. so august 2019 like that was when i went solo officially and so you were well, doing... like actually a couple months later a little bit before COVID, 2020, a little bit before so, COVID-20. So were you doing
1: deals under their umbrella? Yeah, all okay. my
0: deals were under, but they paid me like, shout out to them, like they paid me like I was partner. Like they would Love pay it. me like 20, 30% per deal which is unheard of, like, yeah. as an acquisition manager, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I was learning how to set up Podio. They, sh- they showed me DocuSign. They showed me, like, how to go ahead and do so much things. There was things, because one of them used to be in an IT, and the other one was, like, the are co- construction. So, like, they were both, like, an integrator and visionary. And so I was learning from both sides. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's how mm. I became, like, a hybrid myself, as a visionary and integrator. And I don't have any business partners, and I can, like, unplugged from one side and go into the other side. And I'm it. very like data analytical too, but then I'm at the same time, like, if I have an idea, I'll just go do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. And so yeah, pre COVID 2020, like so. it was like officially alone. And I remember like February of 2020, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, like a hundred percent my own, like my, my LLC, like yep. no help, no leads, no nothing. What am I going to do? And I just hired two VAs and it was just me working from home in North Phoenix in my little closet. My wife would go to work and like the kid would go to daycare and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working, working. I'm like, yeah. but like, at, like the thing that people don't understand about wholesaling is like, if you close one or two deals a month, like you're gonna be good. Yeah. Yep. And so I was on chill mode. I was, like, yeah. one, two deals a month. I would go to the mall, like, randomly with my friends at 2 p.m. And I'm, like, I already have, like, Tua and Escrow. Like, I'm good, right? So I definitely rode the wave of, like, hey, like, let me just chill back 150K a year, 200K a year. Like, that's fine. You know what I mean? I don't need mm-hmm. to go ahead. And COVID entered the, the arena, though, definitely in March 2020. And, like, everybody was scared for that that month. I remember, yeah. like, very clearly, like, yeah. myself, like, I'm very analytical. And I was, like, man, like. This is gonna get crazy like you know what I mean like the walking did the, the walking the walk, <laughs> or why are we like you know all of a sudden they fired my wife too like there wasn't that like little extra f- savings account money mm, right. too and I was like, well, we've got to figure it out I'm like and so I just started getting a- along with more people on social media and decided to like you know, just collaborate and network more and the market took a turn for up, right you know what I mean yeah, was wild. so let me jump in it was uh, wild you said something like, hey if in wholesaling,
1: you do two deals mm-hmm. you're good. Okay, yeah. so a lot of people when they're getting started, it's like they're, they're all about that one deal, mm-hmm. right? And they're stuck on that. Mm-hmm. However, the true way to stay in this is, you know, keeping it going. Yeah. So talk about how how do you get two deals a month? Like, what do you have to do yeah. within your business, within your mindset? Like, how do you get two deals a month and consistently?
0: I think for me at that time, I didn't realize it. But now that I go back into it, it's like consistency. Mm-hmm. like. I just had the two VAs that were bringing me leads, like four to 10 leads a day, right? On a good day, nine, eight, 10. And I'm on a very big KPI guy in my business now too. So those things were, I didn't know then, but now I track them like a hawk in my business. And four to 10 leads a day, you know what I mean? That's 30 days, 30 days a month. If you can just at least have it on for 20 days part time, like this is phoenix yeah this is phoenix okay yeah this is phoenix and a little bit of a virtual too like san antonio Mm -hmm. but san antonio has gotten super competitive in the last couple years it's been crazy Mm -hmm. and so texas and phoenix i've done virtual i've done it here as well and we were mainly doing like tucson at that time too so it was like barely getting hot and i was just looking at it from a podio standpoint like as an acquisition manager and a business owner now like i was like if I can just get this X amount of leads, I know I will close a deal. And, and you most were doing people, acquisitions still? No, well, I was the owner now. But, like, yeah. what I'm saying is, like, in my head when I was an acquisition manager, I was, like, I know if, like, this, they're, they're paying for this many leads. Like, I should have a deal by the time I get to lead number 40. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. if not, lead number 40 is my deal. Yeah. Right? Because even though I was, like, an acquisition manager, like, it was, like, nice little salary and then they took it away and then basically i was just full like commission Mm -hmm. i needed to know exactly when i was going to get paid right to feed my family so that's the stuff you got to start tracking right and if you're barely starting off as a new wholesaler like i think a lot of systems and structures that are out there now like you know trying for dollars like the apps and like the cold calling it's like just pick one of them and go 10x on it with your budget Mm -hmm. like if you don't have a budget then do what i did Go and find two, three other guys that will do it with you, yep, and just share that one first deal, yep. and reinvest it. I love it, yeah. And I think like people underestimate the power of like collaboration with other individuals that don't have a lot of money, but they have time. If you have time, you have more than some people that have a lot yep. of money.
2: Yep. Okay, so true, and that's that's one of the things that you know we try and tell newbie wholesalers. You know, or the fix and flipper that's trying to get into wholesale and mm-hmm. trying to get their own leads is you just got to be consistent. Yep. You can't do all. You can't do direct mail, text messaging, cold calling. <laughs> yeah. You know, RVMs. You you can't just do all of it. But you need to just go deeper versus wider. So. Yep. Pick one strategy and just drill down yeah. into that strategy so you can know, all right, for every 40 leads, I get one deal. You yep. start to know those KPIs. Or hot lead,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, I need to go find out other hot lead I wasn't able to close, but I need to be able to close it this time coming around. Where's you know? it
1: at, Where's it at now for you? I know you're in multiple markets. Yeah. Uh, so how many leads gets a deal roughly?
0: Yeah. So I'm actually, since the beginning of the year and the ending of last year, i um, Fast forwarding to now, like basically 2019, I you know basically got into wholesaling. 2020, I was basically on my own. 2021, just rode the wave. It was until September of 2021 where I was like, okay, I think I think like scaling and blueprint and like come to my mastermind got really popular mm-hmm. too because everybody was indoors as well for a while. Yeah. So like I was seeing this operations. So I was like, dude, that looks awesome. Like I want to have an operation one day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like. And then I got my little, first little office by myself and I was like, it's time to scale. And basically like I was working with like one or two cats, one of them, me and my little brother in mm-hmm. there, like he was in high school too. And like cool. he ended up closing a deal with me nice. and, uh, three months into it, just cold calling, you know, but it's mm-hmm. like, I already had like the, the blueprint, but in reality didn't have anything. And I say that in quotes because like now that 2022, 2021 ending, I decided to scale 2022 like I got my office downtown, like my Mm -hmm. bigger office. I have four acquisition managers at the, actually last year I had seven, six. So you have, if you have four acquisition managers, how many VAs? Six actually. Six Six acquisition managers. And I had four VAs at that time. Got it. Yeah. I scaled up all the way to like seven, eight Mm -hmm. VAs, but we were also doing like the JVs and we were also doing like a bunch of other stuff too. And you know, the education company started coming in as well last year. And like I was, what I realized last year, what I tell people is like, I didn't hit my goals because I was too many I was just spreading myself out too much horizontally mm-hmm. rather than vertically building deeper like you just said. Mm-hmm. And ending of last year basically taught me like I reflected like scaling is harder than people think. Mm. Yep. Like it's 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 tough If you don't have the right systems and processes, you're not scaling anywhere. You're going to feel like you're scaling, but you're not scaling
1: anywhere. Yeah. So so drop some. Yeah. You know, we hear that phrase a lot, systems and processes. Yeah. So what are some systems and processes? Yeah. I got to get back to the KPI question. No, for sure. How many many leads are you seeing to close a deal, roughly?
0: Yeah. So I remember last year, the beginning of the year, it was like about 40, now it's about 57. 57. Yeah. It's gone up a lot because of the competitiveness.
1: And you're, and that's just eclectic of all your markets. And that's
0: like a collective of like all my hot leads. Got it. So like Mm -hmm. I'll round up the boys and be like, where's your hottest stuff? Like what's your hottest stuff every week? and then I'll start like KPI that. And okay. then I'll go in like warms, or if you just wanna say like a good decent lead, I'd probably say 80. Yeah. And then cold, I, like if it's just like a list, like a regular list, I would probably say anywhere between like 5,000 to 7,500. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like if people are, are saying that the business doesn't work it's because they haven't cold called 7,500 yeah. numbers. Got it. My team alone in last year was cold calling 90,000 numbers a month, 180,000 dials. Shout out to Zenko for scamming us on those VOPs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on, on those DIDs that suck. But, yeah, we were, like, going crazy in a room, just cold calling, oh, cold yeah. calling, cold calling. And, like, we would have months where we would make, like, 20K mm-hmm. as a collective. And I'm telling you, like, these guys are working with me for free, like, commission only. Yeah. But they're they're just so, like, the the vibe and the energy and everything that's a big part the the leadership i think like that they always tell me like i bring is like oh man like i i wouldn't trade that for anything that's more valuable than having the perfect system Mm -hmm. having the perfect list because like if you just do the actions you're gonna get a deal yeah so true and we were doing mainly cold calling last Mm -hmm. year out through zen call we were doing atlanta we were doing florida we were doing do you name it like texas california arizona like we were trying everywhere too and like that that the ending of the last year, like, tw- in the beginning of this year, like, I was like, screw that. Like, we're just going into Arizona. Because I looked at my pipeline of my sold deals, and they were all, like, mainly in Tucson and Phoenix. And I was like, what am I doing chasing doing, the bag yeah. somewhere else? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. even that deal we did, like, it was a JV. It wasn't, yeah. like, in, in Ohio. But it, it looks very attractive until you actually know what you're getting mm-hmm. into out there, too. Oh, my God. There's a well, lot to and, get into over there. And, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah.
2: And, and some of that happens, you know, when you scale scaling because you're used to doing all of the acquisition stuff on your own. So you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, I got to focus on just this. But when you start the scaling, you said, okay, well, I got four cold callers. I got six acquisitions people. Now you're sitting back. You're thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, what can we do next? So now you're creating, you know, stuff to do when it's really like, hey, what we got is working. Why are we trying to pile more on to it? So that's honestly, that's one of the things, problems that I ran into was I had all of this idle time and I was just thinking of stuff to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, that's key that you really really pinpointed on that. And I, I can attest to you 80 leads 80 good leads to a deal you know when you're in multiple Mm -hmm. markets
0: yeah and and i don't care what people say like oh ppc it takes 30 it's like well do you have ppc budget for 30 leads at 120 dollars per lead right let me know like if you have that budget laying around because like let's partner up on some deals right yeah but Mm -hmm. it's like like that's the big like thing about right now wholesaling that kind of like makes me be like man like i really need to go out there and help out a lot of people because there's a lot of people that are like were in my spot in like 2017 right they they have the time and the urgency they just don't have like the right path you know what yeah. i mean the right mentor and so you know fast forwarding to today like basically those four vas like we downsized it to three and then two and then we ended up doing in-house cold calling because i had six guys in there so like basically I hated the VA's accents, Mm -hmm. and I just switched it to like in-house cold calling. So they would cold call and then they would follow up with their leads in the afternoon. All right. Okay. Yeah. So it got like the Zen call bill was coming out like to $2,500 a month. And like, that's like, people think that's outrageous, but it's like, that's what you had to spend and play with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like I was competing against people that had 25 VAs right across the street from me in Philippines and like our revenue minus profit it's like our, NO, our net operating, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. net profit was like very similar. So that also showed me too. It's like, it's not about how much money you're putting out. Got it. It's about how much money you're also keeping in. Yeah. Good point. Quality over quantity. And I learned that last year. Now I'm like, I'm ready to freaking kill it this year. You know what I mean? Like, it was my first year yeah. scal- scaling. So I'm super excited for this year.
1: So so drop some yeah. resources for everybody. So you already mentioned Zencall. So mm-hmm. That's where we are using the you know, yeah. call out. Maybe uh, what else do you use within your business that people kind of yeah, check so into? Yeah, so
0: I keep it super simple, like, Podio, okay. you know, CRM, basically mm-hmm. $20 version. Like, just get that one and use, like, mm-hmm. a generic built-up, like, start off like that. All you really need, Podio, is to keep track of, like, your sh- leads. Don't use Google Sheets. Yeah. Use Google Sheets as, like, a KPI, like, you know, tracker to be able to, okay, I talked to Linda, Meredith, John, and Steven. These are my five hot leads for this week. Like which one can I possibly convert it to a deal? Oh, well, let me go reach out to Michael and like let me introduce him to Linda and hopefully we can get this deal done together, right? Like don't try to figure out everything by yourself. Like in the beginning, just have your Zen call system, which would be for cold calling or even batch dialer. Like I've seen it do good stuff too. They just like charge a little bit more for the DIDIs because like, you know, cold calling is getting regulated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it just like our phone, like Verizon is like, onto us right like at&t like like, they don't want scam likely comes up all the time so it's like just if you have the budget for it like start with cold calling with you and a couple of buddies or somebody else if you don't have the budget for it and you just want to do it yourself my favorite thing right now going on on market on market Mm -hmm. oh we literally don't cold call i got rid of my bill like in when the market shifted got it i was like screw that Okay, wait, wait, wait. So here, wait, wait. so okay, now we're leading up until because a
1: lot of changes have happened over yep, the last yeah. six months. in the last right? six months, a lot of has so, happened in real estate, and yeah. I and I see you on Instagram a lot, right? Like the strategies, of, you know, yeah. getting creative and all. So let's mm-hmm. go down that road too. So, mm-hmm. so you got Zen call, Podio, anything else we should know about?
0: Honestly, no. Instagram I, I, networking. I think, I think I no. Like honestly, Nothing? like no. Who, me networking with like John. Or even myself, if if I was a new wholesaler, it doesn't do me any good unless I have something to bring a value. Got it. So why am I gonna go go door knocking if you have to, but bring me something of value so we can work together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like oh. you're not gonna reach the real people that want to do real business by bringing by not bringing anything to the table, like. S- like, find a seller's appointment for me. Like, let's yeah. go and work a deal. I'd rather give you 70% of that profits just because you actually brought something value than try to go ahead and sell you a course and go 50-50 on something later on. Mm-hmm. Because that's transactional. That's what I learned about my education company, too. Like, transactional becomes, like, a man- mindset where you only look at people, like, like money. numbers yeah. mm-hmm. and money versus, like, am I going to do three to five deals the rest of the year with this guy? Hell, yeah. I want to do 20 at, at 40% profit for our company. Yeah, keep it doesn't cost mm. me anything from a business standpoint. So, true. so now I'm looking at it like, dude, if you're like a new wholesaler watching this, literally just start calling on market for sale by owners or just to get your reps in so you can yeah. practice your script, mess up, like mess up by all means, please mess up. Like I want you to fail your way into a perfect conversation. Mm-hmm. Most people are gonna jump on podcasts and tell you like drive for a dollar. It's like, dude, like I'd rather call 200 people than write 200 addresses for the day because I'm going to learn a lot more on those 200 conversations where I'm going to text 200 people and get one potential lead that I can have a good interaction with where I'm learning about the business more and bring value to somebody that I want to work with. It doesn't have to be me. It could be you. It could yeah. be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. And now have a hot, a warm lead that I can present to somebody that will show me the ropes. Okay. I think like that's the way that I personally, I am aligning myself to work with people this year. It's like, let's work together. But like, what can we provide value with each other? versus like, and it's not trying to go ahead and be like, let me pick you and I'll give you something, you give me something. It's like, no, reality is though, like business is like that. Yeah, Yep. Like, unless you wanna pay $5,000 for a mentorship, like there's 10 guys down the street that are willing to do that for you. But like, keep in mind, you probably aren't gonna get the things that actually give them the success that they're doing, because why would they give it to you? And if they did, now you just spent $5,000 that you could have just used for marketing. For calling. Yep. Nothing
1: beats taking action.
0: You're trying to cut corners before you even get to the corner.
1: Yep. You know? Awesome, man. So, oh, I'm sorry, Marcus. Would you, so I was just going to ask.
2: Yeah, go um, ahead. Yeah. So so what's next for you? So I know you were saying on market, you done with the KPIs and everything? Yeah, yeah I'm good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you were saying now in 2023, you're just doing on market. You're calling yeah. for sale by owners and things like that. What else, what else are you doing or planning for 2023?
0: Yeah, 2023, I'm super excited. Like December, we switched over to like fully on market. We didn't really know exactly what we we're getting ourselves into. Like, I think Ryan Zolan, shout out to him. Like mm-hmm. he's the one that paved the way for like showing people it's possible, you know? You know, didn't buy his course, but I did feel my way into it. Yeah. And like, we were literally four weeks into like three weeks and a, and a half into December and like no deal. Mm. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, is this thing working? Like, two weeks of that was national, too. We were just following Amherst, where, like, a big hedge fund where they were buying because they were giving us offers still on on-market deals. But then we started thinking, we're like, if we're giving them really discounted, like, potential deals, what stops them from, like, turning around and, like, you know, trying to, like, yeah. themselves with their on-market team, right? So I was Got like, it. no, I don't think they'll do that. But I was like, no, I'm still chasing a bag where, like, I'm I'm trying to like, set up an inspection in, like, Georgia and, and like— I don't have anybody to really go there. So then I was switched only over to Phoenix and we were started pitching seller financing and cash only on market and we were seeing that the for four week when you're doing on market like when you see all your cash offers being turned down because we were like in a super hot market but now the market has shifted and even then it was sitting there for 30 60 days like they're still like mm-hmm. like in their mind they still think they can get full asking right? And it's like, well, when you're pitching your cash offers, just getting turned down, turned down, turned down. So you have to come up with another strategy. And then we started pretty much just pitching creative f- offers and f- creative finance, and that's a big umbrella that we can mm-hmm. go dive deeper into. We ended up getting our first seller finance deal on market, and made like a like a fifteen thousand dollar assignment on it with zero marketing dollars. So real quick, so you're you you're going on MLS. Mm-hmm. You're writing offers.
1: LOIs. Letter of intent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the agents, seeing who bites, and then you're you're shifting and selling it to a hedge fund. Is that what you were doing? We or? were
0: trying to do that, but now we're just basically cash offers straight to like investors. Because I've always sold to investors. Like I didn't. Like I would tell I I'd tell like my team. I was like, I wasn't meant to get rich in the hedge fund era. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm meant to get rich now. Like there you go. I'm really excited for this like you know downshift balance market that's mm-hmm. coming up, and the opportunities and everything that's gonna we're gonna be able to grab. What what are you seeing? What's your opportunities that we're going to grab? I think a lot of like burrs holds are going to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. A lot of burrs, a lot of really great opportunities with like potential casitas being built behind like single family homes that can mm-hmm. become essentially, it's a duplex, you're just not counting it as a duplex, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's dual income. Yeah. Like, right. if you can buy something at a low price and just spend another twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 to build something in the back, a studio or something like that, that can bring extra value, like Especially nowadays with STR, MTR, mm-hmm. yep. all these different crazy, yeah, crazy like ways. In California, they're incentivizing to do affordable housing, yeah. like yeah. they're giving grants and builders and like build, like like they call them zombie houses in Hawaii because there's mm-hmm. so many houses out there that are so expensive, but they have multiple like houses in one house. And I think like Arizona is getting populated, so I think like that's gonna be an opportunity if people, if you're like a flipper and you aren't trying to pick those, like you you. Like, flipping is cool, but it's just, like, wholesaling. It's, yeah. like, a high-paying job. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, like, when's my next deal? When's the next extract? And I started realizing that. So I was, like, now that's why I dove deep into creative. But we actually had the opportunity when I was in 2019. Yeah, in 2019, December, like, is when I learned about creative financing because Cody Barton and Pace Morby, if you know mm-hmm. those guys, like, they used to do, like, video. Like, Pace Morby would always send you a video of himself, like, driving. And then they would go to, like, every office and teach them, like, creative. Mm-hmm. And they had the 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 we had the amazing opportunity to be able to learn from them a little awesome. bit, and it was just one day, and like it just stuck with me. And I did like a deal or two in Houston, creative, mm-hmm. uh, as an acquisition manager, and then basically on my own. And like, I just remember this one deal, like zero percent interest, ten year balloon, like wow. eight hundred dollar wow. a month, like, and I wholesaled it for ten grand in Houston. Yeah, now you're looking back like, uh, and, right. and it was yeah. a model twenty seventeen, like little casita on the edges of. Galveston, next to the beach, mm-hmm. perfect oh, Airbnb. And I was yeah, like, dude, like, what was I thinking? If I were to just figure it out, just pay the 10 grand
1: myself. I, I think we all do that. Like as you longer, you're in the business and yeah. some things you don't, mm-hmm. you just don't know what you don't know, no matter what level yeah, you're at. Right. And you get, you know, you sell some deals, Yeah. right. And you're, you're always like, back. I want to get paid, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah, uh, what book was it? Uh, Science of getting rich. I forgot the guy's name, Wallace something. He always, one thing I guess I would be like that all the mm-hmm. time. he said, there's always going to be another opportunity no matter what yeah business you're in there's, yeah it's always going to come back around there's always yeah. going to be a next one yeah. so just let it go
0: and i think what i stopped reading a long time ago after like high school <laughs> like the bugs and stuff like that yeah. because like i was just heavily influenced but i think one of the things about the quadrant is like how do you go from a business owner to an investor and it's like make your money work for you and business owners like we do make our money work for us but we we pay the systems and the the softwares to work for us so that way an employee can tap into it and then work with for with us. but you still have to manage it yep and so then I started getting more clarity on that and reading like listening to more podcasts. It's like no you like truly truly money working for you is like when you can leave it there and it will yeah. no matter what happens yep. continue getting you paid every single month or quarterly or whenever you're expecting to get something out. And I have a buddy that's in stocks, like long-term, and it's like, well, you have dividends. And I was like, well, dividends are cool, but I don't really have a $1.2 million portfolio. Like, you <laughs> right, know drop, right, right. drop some money in there and get yeah. paid like a, a like. and so I was like looking at all these opportunities, like where can I gain cash flow from? And I was like, dude, real estate, like especially with solar finance, like $400 a month might not seem like yeah. a lot, but when mm-hmm. you compound that for the next 10 years, as it holding up. it, like it adds up. And like, then you can exit and then do whatever you want with that property. So now that's what i'm looking forward to this year is like basically kind of what we were talking about over instagram right mm-hmm. like i did my i'm closing my third creative finance deal in less than 40 days on market zero marketing with my team i think this week and L O I to mls to mls yeah well we're if they don't respond to the loi well honestly we have a really cool process of like working it out and i'm not afraid to like share it like we basically like text agents yeah and then if they're open to it, then we'll work backwards. But like, why are you going to send out a thousand LOIs to a thousand different properties? And a little, little, little birdie down around the street told me that somebody had built a bot to be able to send out LOIs on the MLS. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That was cool.
1: That's are cool.
0: And I was like, yeah. well, that nobody really has bought money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, bought money, or knows a coder like that. So I'm working on something like that, where it's like ChatGPT just came out, and like mm-hmm. now it's like you can use it in your business as well, right. too. And I'm just like, there's, there's so much great opportunity, but I'm like, let's keep it to the business. Like just keep yep. it simple. Let's just keep it simple. And now I'm like, more rather than focusing on like what you said, I have time, because my guys running my team. Mm-hmm. What can I do more? I'm more focused on two things, like my real estate business and the education company. And even then the education company gets like neglected sometimes. But what can I perfect more in, within the ecosystem I already have? Yep. The systems and the structures. And when people say systems and processes, like going back to your mm-hmm. question is like, systems and processes come in place when you actually have four guys relying on you to get fed. Okay, yeah. Because it's like, once you actually have a scaling like team, Cause I see this all the time. Like there's aren't like a lot of wholesalers, like they'll build up this acquisition manager, two grand salary. And like, they're just throwing money at things. And it's like, you're really not building anything unless it's gonna last forever. And then no. like six, seven months, 10 months, like, oh, I had to let like, go of like this person. I had to like, because it wasn't just cutting it. And it's like something that somebody, something that somebody resonated back with me last year was like, it's not a really up. it's not their fault. It was your fault. Like we're not being able to have the success blueprint to be able to go yeah. ahead. And anybody that enters into your ecosystem can make money. Love it, man. True. Good and now I'm like, oh, dude, like, okay, what, what do we need to change on the script, guys? Like, what? Do we, now we have, like, an action plan. We've been filling it out for the last six weeks. And, like, we know exactly how to train somebody from, like, being nobody, no, not even knowing wholesaling, just mm-hmm. text 1,000 people this text. Then from there, we can go ahead and elaborate and filter your leads. And then we're going to reply to these leads that said, yes, I'm interested in that type of offer we'll go ahead and work backwards like this. And the leads that are left, then we're just going to do cash. Because even if I'm going for mm-hmm. grade at first, I still have cash. Yeah, yeah. Right. I can still lowball somebody for 60%, 70%, 50%, 40%. percent hmm Like, I was listening to Jerry Norton's, like, the video the other day, and he said, like, some of his student strategies are literally, like, 40% of Zillow. And, like, they still get deals. Yeah. And I'm like, see, but that cash is so, like, buy low, sell high. There's no creativeness mm-hmm. to it there's no complexity to it and so if you and can anybody come, can do it anybody can do yeah. it so it's like if wholesaling buy low sell high is your first strategy like just do a mass amount of work to get that low deal there you go yeah consistency you know? again consistency again yeah from there then ex- start exploring other options I think there's just a lot of noise in the industry where you have like mm-hmm. you know awesome people like Jaeo pace Morby and all these guys like and 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 uh, like Jerry Norton, like very big influencer especially here in Arizona like where they are presenting you like ten thousand strategies and it's like well which one should i yeah. do and then they start spreading people like you know you start spreading yourself as a new wholesaler yeah. too thin and then nothing's actually working and then you're like Good six point. months go by and you're like this didn't work it's, yep. it's like um you, you can get being new and hearing all
1: these shiny objects they're they're all legit strategies they all work yep, 100%. they're just tools right Yep. you know you go to you go to diagnose the problem with the homeowner is it cash, subject to, lease option, seller carry? What is it? Right. Yeah. You just need to understand all of them mm-hmm. yep. at all time, you know, yep. as you can. Yep. And
2: one of the one of the things that happens when you get presented with all of these different tools is you start mastering ten percent of this, five percent of this, eight mm-hmm. percent of this. Yeah. You know, instead of saying, All right, I'm gonna master these two things and I'm gonna go all in on these Into two them. things. Yep. Right. So that's one of the problems that I see is, you know, newer newer investors they get in there or new wholesalers, they, they wanna try and do it all. Yep, and it's like no, you need to drill down and focus on one or two things, and that's it.
1: Yeah, so true. Good yep. advice, man. Yeah. So what, what's what's next, man? What do you got? How you wrapping up the year? What's the plan for the year? Tell us how to get a hold of you, dude. Tell us yeah, how to so work with you. What do we do? Seller carrybacks. like that's okay.
0: all I'm focusing on. Free and clear properties in the Valley, Arizona, on market, off market, like we're just going to be trying to pitch southern carrybacks to them like I can't believe okay. I just picked up a house for 0% $1,200 a month in Maryville like 51st Avenue 10,000 square foot like lot it's
1: ladies amazing. 7
0: years old going to Prescott retiring she just wanted the cash flow we're still paying her asking price which is like tremendous Overtime. like 370 but it's like I don't have a balloon until 6 years and it's like I don't I think that house is probably going to be worth way more than that by yeah, that mm-hmm. time and if it isn't then cool we'll be at way below 80% refinance you know what, mm-hmm. what I mean and that was my first creative finance deal on market. And I'm like, I had, it's like a hard pill to swallow. It's like, I just wholesaled that for a, a nice fee. But I'm like, what if I could have just done what you did on that deal? Like a mm. wraparound, right? Like I could have mm-hmm. set up myself up to close on it and then find and just structure a secondary note. So getting really advanced with notes is my goal and start oh. wholesaling those wholesaling notes and creating wealth for my team. Like I want to each have them get a rental this year. Right. You know well, Come what I mean? to our notes group, man, Tom Chase master note guy, man. Yeah. Just come in. Who you said? Sorry? Tom Chase. Tom Chase? Okay. Yeah. I heard Eric Sage, too, is, like, really into those. I don't know if you know who that is. Right? I know. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eric Sage. No, a wholesaling and keeping them and negotiating them and flipping them. Not. So, I've never been a flipping fan, like, to be honest with you. Like, I am the type of guy where it's, like, I'll go and look at houses, but I won't I won't pick up a hammer at my house to put oh, like never. a, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah not, well, We're so investors, right? Yeah, we're not supposed yeah. to be handymen. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I'm just like, I think I'd rather just buy like a rental through Seller Carry Backs this year. My goal is go like five, it. and I think we're going to kill that goal, you know, and then five for my team because I have four guys in there. And so you're thinking about everybody, man. That's yeah, great. I love yeah. It. So, yeah. If you, so if you have a
1: Seller Carry Back opportunity, bring it to Edwin. He could coach you through it, yep. walk you through it. If you're mm-hmm. looking to buy them. Right. Contact you. Yep. Uh, I too. How do how do we get in touch yeah. with you? What's the story? Honestly,
0: like, I'm really changing my Instagram. It's just, I'll give out my phone number. Like, I, I text yeah. everybody, 602-812-1592. Like, that's the best way. to Just text me. I'll get back to you. Like, I have 40, 50 messages at a time, but i always get back to you. And then Instagram, like, so the secret wholesaler. Um and i don't know by the time maybe this gets released i'll probably change my name by then but all right, all <laughs> right. edwin camargo you can just look it up yeah i'm just excited to collaborate with more people like we're hosting our little next week like two-week class like on on market acquisitions just like okay you know it's super affordable like 100 bucks like i don't, at the end of the day like it's not even to like spread the message about it it's like I realized going from, like, my education company, I was, like, charging, like, $2,000 to mentorship for for people for 30 days. Like, that that was cool. Mm -hmm. But what I started seeing after you do, like, six, seven of those a month, it's, like, one of those six, seven individuals actually takes the business further. Yep. And then I was, like, getting that weird feeling. It's like, what happened to my other six rock stars? You know yeah. It's hard, man. And I'm like, it's hey, like, are you still, like? And they're like, oh, it's just I'm busy with this. Busy, like, yeah. I'm still liking it. I'm still, like, watching content. But it's like they go back to analysis yeah. paralysis. And I'm like, dude, I'm feeding it. I'm like, I don't want to do that. So then I stopped and just converted to classes now. And I'm just like, I think it's just, like, if you want to do business, like, you're going to end up doing business with the right people regardless. And yep. you're going to learn and just run, rock, run with it. Love um, it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything you want to say, Marcus?
2: No, I think yep. yeah, it gave us quite a bit of content to share. <laughs> um, I, I talk a lot. Sorry, Why, <laughs> it's a podcast. No, no, no it's good <laughs> because it wasn't stuff. just a bunch of filler stuff, but it was actual action steps and plans that people can, yeah. can sure. exercise on yeah. right now, and that's what we look for. So yep. we know how to get in contact with you. We got your phone number. We got your IG. Everything like that. So man, appreciate you really coming well, thank in you guys for having me. and talking with us because. Yeah, so what's, what's for those wholesalers that went yeah. down that road that you went down and they're in that analysis paralysis or they're mm-hmm. stuck right now, what's some words of encouragement that you can share with them?
0: Yeah, so for the new wholesaler, like if you're watching this, like stop watching this, like go cold <laughs> call. You get know what I mean? Yep. Go cold call. And honestly, I would probably switch over to texting. Don't pay for a software. Okay. I know there's mm-hmm. launch control batch leads and everything like that. Just text off this thing. Ah. This thing does not get blocked, ah. so our secret sauce is this thing. We don't have a Viop. We got rid of callrail. Like, if you want to reach somebody, there you just go. Just buy another phone then. Yeah, if you don't want to it's use like, your personal cell phone,
1: I think on T-Mobile like ten bucks for extra. Line. Verizon's not
0: yeah. gonna put us Chem likely, or, or like AT and T or whoever your phone line is. Like, but do you get blocked eventually if you're doing a thousand? No, we send out like five hundred to a thousand texts a day on your cell this. phone. Yeah, an extra cell phone. No, we use our we use our personal <laughs> cell phones right now, <laughs> but we are gonna be working on getting our our, our own company phones there you now, go. and that's gonna be a write up like Verizon, yeah, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and I love it. So your personal
1: phone, man. Yeah, just yeah.
0: dude, it's. An, Connect it to your iMessage, to your computer, and you're done. If you're on Android, like, literally, there's a software. There's a little cable. You connect it to your computer, and you can text. Like, I'm right now teaching some new guys, and they're sending out 500 texts a day, and they're literally getting about two to three hot leads a day. Got it. And Mm -hmm. that's, like, my little bread and butter now on the side with, like, off-market direct-to-seller. And I'm just like, I can write whatever I want on there because it's not a solicitation. It's just a question, and then they can block me. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. It's not that's mass. Great, it's manual. Yeah, that's a great tip to end. Very simple. Send yep. out 500 wow. texts a day. No excuses. 5,000 texts. Trust me, you're probably gonna get something really close to the deal
1: And you're texting. And a lot of, so I, yeah, texting through your own phone, man.
0: Yeah, man. If it's you want working. the script, I'll tell you the script. But like, but hey, you guys. know what?
2: It, that goes. <laughs> but that leads right back to what we all had to do in the beginning. What we all had to do in the beginning. Yep. It wasn't set up Podio and do this and do it. It was find the phone numbers, call people.
0: Yep, just or call text people. people from your from yeah. your
2: own phone. That's all it
0: was. It wasn't all of this other stuff, dude. I know people that would call us spreadsheets, and I'm like, dude, that's crazy. Like, there's a dialer that would just read it for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but even then, like, you're getting blocked. Yep, you're get like these the tech now scam likely mm-hmm. is like crazy. Like, I personally think it's like a waste of money now in a sense of like it can work. It's just that like you might be better off hiring five VAs and finding a system that can text manually for them out of the, their country with more reach it's because it's about the landing and the reach it's not about the connect yeah because mm-hmm. if you connect it's a voicemail got it
1: yep, yep. A lot there man yeah yep it got me thinking about a lot of questions, but we gotta wrap up because we're our time is up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like thinking while you're talking, I'm like, all right, I wanna ask him all right, yeah, cool dude, man. Thanks for good. I like how you work, man. We've done a deal Thank together. You, you're local. I know you wanna start, you know, helping more people, mm-hmm. so Come through to Azria meetings more. Yeah. Man. Uh, I, hopefully, we'll see you around. Let's uh, keep in touch, man. Of course. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you guys so much.
2: for having me. Yep. Thank you so much, Edwin. And uh, guys, you know what to do. Edwin gave you plenty of content, yep. plenty of things to do. I mean, plenty of things to do. So, what I want to do, I want to challenge you to stop right now, go back, rewind, and let's listen to the podcast over again. If you need to do it two or three times, do it two or three times because it's a lot of things there for you to get that first deal or for you to get that next deal. So it's Marcus Maloney, Mike Delprete, Edwin signing off. You guys have a wonderful day.
0: Appreciate you guys.
1: Thanks for listening to the Azria show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delprete. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to Azria.org and learn more about our community.